Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched our second Swedish movie in like three months? Yeah, it was a lot. A lot of white people. So let the right one in. I feel like this is some a, a movie that a lot of people haven't seen. Would you agree? Or is it... I'm not sure. I mean, I know... I had never heard of it until you brought it up. So a lot of people, I think, either saw this or they saw the American remake. Uh, which came out a couple oh, years after. Oh, that's right. Because they're by, they're by, um, they go by a different title, right? Yes. That's uh, why I didn't know they were the same. Yeah, the American one was Let Me, and I think it was set in Alaska. I didn't see that one. So I saw the Swedish one originally mm-hmm. forever ago. Gotcha. We, that's, that's the movie we're going to talk about today. Sure is. We're going to cover plot, thematic analysis. We're going to talk about some cool shots that happen in this puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the drill. Yeah. Topher has really good plot notes as usual, so he's going to take it away and I'm going to interject whenever I see fit. (laughs) Sounds about right. So yeah, this was a 2008 Swedish film directed by Thomas Alfredson, written by, oh God, why do we always do Swedish movies? I can't pronounce this shit. John Lindquist. It's got to be close. Who's also who wrote the book this was based on. Okay. I knew it was based on a book. Yes. Yep. So, really dope music by Johan Söderqvist. There's too many V's in this language. Cinematography, who we'll get to, we're going to talk about a little bit, from uh, Hoyta van Hoytema. You're doing a great job. I'm, I'm just going to tell you that. Certainly not. There's going to be a Swedish mob at my door. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal, especially Maggie. So, plot. Let's get to it. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of plot in this film. We've talked about this before, that a lot of horror movies tend to be straightforward yeah so which is great because then that gives us more time to talk about like what's actually going on and the underlying currents truth yeah yeah so we begin with a nice little creepy boy named oscar quoting deliverance you hate blonde children i really hate blonde children (laughs) and i think this movie gives me even more reason to (laughs) once i saw this movie i was like this is why he hates blonde children it's not the only reason well I was a blonde child, just so that everyone knows the context, <laughs> the uh, tension here. <laughs> uh, so they're living in Sweden, Stockholm. He is bullied. He has a knife. He is wants to stick people and make them squeal, hence the deliverance quotes. Uh, and there's a new family on the block. Um, it looks kind of like what I would call estate housing, like in the UK. That's yeah. what that would be called. Agreed. But it's an old man and a young girl, at least someone who presents as a girl. He has been, Oscar, has been hanging out and like making clippings about serial killers. He's able to answer really grisly questions with the cop. And the cop's like, yeah, (laughs) that's a good thing. Cops aren't good at their jobs, guys. Yeah, that's a very, very bad thing. (laughs) Scary. He's hanging out. Playing with his Rubik's Cube in the snow like Swedish children do, I assume. And That is how I picture them. Yeah. That's exactly, that's all they could do, I think. Playing with Rubik's Cubes in the, in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> On a jungle gym. Some of them are really good at hockey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's playing with his Rubik's Cube in the snow, and he meets Ile, mm-hmm. uh, who's like, we can't be friends. Fuck out of here. And he's like, all right, okay. But you, he's kind of sad. You came out to me, but yeah, he also was like, bummer. I think he likes her. I, li- I think he likes anybody who's not calling him a pig and... That's true. Stuffing his pants in a urinal. This is true. Which, good prank, by the way. Solid prank. Very mean. Good prank. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they warm up to each other. Uh, he teaches her Morse code, and they have a share a wall, so they keep talking that way. I am going to butcher this name, but Ela's like, caretaker, and I want to say thrall, kind of? Mm-hmm. Uh, Herken? Haken? There's a little symbol over an A, and I don't know what it means. Yeah. I speak three languages, and I don't know what that symbol means. Yeah, I'm not completely familiar. (laughs) So he's been going out and trying to get her blood to feed her because she's a vampire, and he's not good at it. No, it's kind of... He's really bad at it. it. He seems like one of those people, like, I don't know where she found him. I don't know where he came from, yeah. but like, it's kind of, I guess when you're in that situation and someone, you know, think about it, you say, yo, I'm a vampire and I need someone to get me blood because I'm a child as well. Right. And I can't like really do it myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And someone who just says like, sure, yeah, might not be the best at it, but you take what you can get. Yeah. Is what I'm assuming. I guess. I don't know. Because yeah, he's not great at he it. He seems so prepared. 
He's got his little gas mask. But can mask. you ever be prepared for that sort of thing? You cannot do it in the middle of the woods. True. On a major footpath. Like, he walked 20 feet off of that footpath. Yeah, that's a good point. And those people with the with the big fluffy poodle dog. Yeah, the giant and, like, dog. Find yeah, him. yeah, they find him and the dog licks up the blood in a nice moment when you remember that dogs are carnivores. Yes. So, Hirkin, I'm just going to guess that that's it. Hirkin fucks that up. Ela's like, well, you fucked up. Now I got to go do the same thing myself. Remember how I'm a child? Mm-hmm. Says almost exactly that at him. Yeah. She goes and hides under a little bridge outside of the, the state housing and finds this man who he and his buddies have been drinking and everything like that. And he's like the new he recognized uh, Hirkin as a new neighbor or something like that. One of the one of that group. Yeah, we've got like a group of adults. Who yeah, this are, B plot. Yeah. Yeah, they're very separate, but there's not even much of a plot there. But like two of them live in the same sort of apartments. It's like they're only there because they've become like her victims. Right. Right. Only one of yeah. It starts because of one of them. Because we then, need some other adults, or else it becomes like. Yeah. I don't know. She doesn't really I have. I don't anybody. know that we need this B plot, but I'll get to that. Yeah. So Ida hides under this bridge and attacks one of these guys. Doesn't she pretends she's hurt and yes, he picks yeah. her up and says, I'm going to get you to wherever you're going or whatever. She does an unfunny version of get help from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then she just straight up attacks him. Yeah. He's the shot of him. Uh, mm-hmm. She is spotted by a guy with a bunch of cats. <laughs> so many cats. Uh, Gusta. Is the guy who has the cats. Okay. He doesn't, he's like freaked out. He's like, I, I, I must have, I must have been drunk. And even though he wasn't, cause he wasn't at the bar with them. Uh, and doesn't tell anybody until he tells, he tells his friends, but he doesn't tell the cops. Uh, Hacken hides Yuka's, but I'm having oh my fun trying God. to do this. So <laughs> the one who dies. Oh my God. The, the victim. Also, why do people think that you're, you like can hallucinate when you drink alcohol? Like I like they yeah. love to just blame like oh well you were drunk well that it's not a psychedelic bro it doesn't like make you see things like it can definitely alter your perspective right but it doesn't make like something materialize in front of you and it like I don't know I just I think it's so stupid when when that happens like yeah. it always happens in sitcoms or movies or like everyone loves to just like say yeah the whole beer goggles mythology and everything like that like I just yeah. get blurry your vision and fall yeah like I cannot say that I have ever had a vision of my friend being attacked by a vampire girl when I've had a no. few gin and sodas like no. it just doesn't happen yeah Evan Williams doesn't do that to me I think, I mean, it's just people trying to write it off. Like, that didn't happen because people are scared. Yes. Sorry, continue. That was a tangent (laughs) that I was just like, yeah, why would you accuse alcohol of that? Right. It doesn't do that. (laughs) So anyway, her caretaker goes off and hides the body in an ice hole in the local lake. Some more stuff goes by. This this movie is is very slow. Mm -hmm. Um, So a hicken goes off and tries to kill a kid at a gym. Mm-hmm. Like after practice There's like some interstitials of daddy time with Oscar. Where oh, he's yeah, he hanging out with his, his dad, dad, which, like, I don't understand why it's in there, but okay. We barely see his parents. But yeah, I felt like I felt like the daddy bit was kind of just... Off. We'll get to all that later, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it there's interstitials of that cut in, but it's, like I said, it's plot light, and, like, what is going on in the plot is just not... Yeah. Yeah. Hicken is trying... He captures his kid. He's taking too long to get his stuff done. His friends go back in and try to check on him because he was with friends. He fucks it up. He has some hydrochloric acid, I assume, to melt the body after. Like, he seems very well prepared, just incompetent, you know? Yes. So, he fucks it up. The kid wakes up. His friends find him, and he dumps the hydrochloric acid on his face. Yeah. It's nasty. Which I was confused about that because I wasn't sure if it if it was for the body or if it was an emergency measure. Like he was going to get caught, mm. so he had to disfigure his face. I always figured it was just for the body, but then he decided to use it for his face, but that might be right. I have no idea. Yeah. Either goes and finds him. He opens the window for her so she can get in. Mm-hmm. She feeds, and he falls out the window and dies. And he looks fucked up yeah he looks nasty it was good though no it was great this was the finally the part of the movie where i was just like oh yeah yeah no it this is like, the part where he's yeah. popping off i'm i'm i was finally like it in finally, it it's a little more hard i mean like the blood dra- both blood draining scene well i guess there's only the one blood draining scene where he successfully at least captures the guy and gets his neck slit but i then mean the dog gets there first yeah yeah no those 
I knew that this was a vampire movie going into it. Right. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. You were expecting something more. I was expecting that. And I mean, I didn't know that that guy was working for her. But I was just like, yeah, there's going to be some blood. There's going to, like, people have to die, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But when he did, like, the whole acid thing, I was just like, all right, okay. A little more metal. Yeah. A little more metal. Yeah. I do expect that from Sweden. They produce some decent metal. Hell yeah. Ela has no one anymore. Um, Her caretaker is now fed and dead, or fed on and dead. Uh, and so she goes and hangs out with Oscar. Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah, she gets naked and gets in bed with him and he wants them to go steady. Yeah. And she tells him that I'm not a girl. And that's why I'm, I'm try- I am keep saying she uh, because Eli is definitely female presenting. But I, I do want to touch on more of that later. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure what the pronouns are here. And she is referred to as a girl throughout. Right. But says I'm not a girl. So I'm not sure how to go about that. So take that not as me trying to be offensive but as me not knowing the correct right but like the movie doesn't give me the language to talk about this correctly it's what I'm yeah no no yeah. that's totally right when she's i'm gonna saying, try and use Ela's name more when than she, use pronouns yeah, yeah when she's saying i'm not a girl you assume she's trying to say she's a vampire but we don't know right you know we can't assume yeah then oscar's off on a field trip his bullies are back oh they've already whipped him and like they hit him in the face earlier and like he uh Ela sees his cut and is like bro hit up hard that's how you stop bullies. You hit them real fucking hard. Yeah, this was the this was the part that I that I really liked, um, kind of thematically in this movie was when she was um, telling him to you know be like me because he yeah. wants to kill. She needs to kill. Yes, we get and there. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is that that's their common ground. Yeah, and that's it's creepy. Like, she says but... that outright later. Yeah, Elis says that outright later. But um, yeah. Anyway, so so like Elis told him to like hit him hit hit real fucking hard, and yeah. he's already been whipped and all that shit and. Has been in weight, oh, weight training classes. Oh, that they're whipping him? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and he just takes it. Yeah, and then they whip him across the face. Ugh. Yeah, and that other blonde child is crying. Yeah. But yeah, so they're at the lake. Some of the students find the body that Hürgen had disposed of. Mm-hmm. Oscar stands up to them and, like, wrecks the shit out of his bully, Connie, or something like that. Yeah. That's the shit out of him, like breaks his face. That's where like with that stick. Just rage and adrenaline Mm -hmm. like just take over. I don't care if he was doing weight training classes. I don't think that did much. He still looked pretty fucking scrawny. I mean rage can can go pretty far when you're a scrawny little little guy, I think. Definitely. Oscar doesn't get in that much trouble, it seems like. <laughs> Maybe people just look the other way because they're like, that poor kid's been right. bullied since he's been alive. <laughs> but Oscar gives Ela a new place to hang out mm-hmm. if Ela needs to and wants to form a blood bond. Yes. And like slices his whole hand open and is like, look you're at like, this. And he's like, oh, you only need to prick your finger. And you're like, okay, Oscar. A little much. A little much. A little much. Coming on very strong. I understand I was a 12-year-old boy. There were people I had crushes on and I definitely came on too strong. Not knowing the like correct amount i love the version of this is how like far you cut your hand yeah (laughs) it's very vampire yeah no but it does get that across Ela's freaked out and is like not 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 licks up all the blood there's a really Mm -hmm. cool like tongue thing like the tongue is way longer than it should be which is nice giving that sort of animalistic feel to it yes but yeah so Ela runs away and attacks another of the group the only woman of the the drinking buddies Um, doesn't she like Aren't they, like, at a dinner? I was confused by this. So there's a woman in this B-plot group. Yes. And then there's Oscar's mom. And I honestly, for most of the movie, thought they were the same person just because they're, yeah. like, blonde females. Yeah, like, blonde, I, tall females wearing... And there's so much... It's winter, so there's so much clothing. Yeah, so I really could not tell them apart. So I was like, oh, shit, she's about to go get his mom. And then I was like, wait, I am completely wrong. Yeah. I learned that in the hospital with the inner relationships. But, like, right. doesn't... Isn't she at a dinner with this B-plot group? And then they're someone over at, offends. Well, so they're over her? at. It's not quite. So they're over at um, Gusta or whatever his name is. The only G name that I've I've read through this. Um, they're they're over a, at his apartment and they're right. talking to him. Him and the other guy, the one who talked to Hürgen. Does she get offended though, and that's why she's alone? She, she gets grossed out. out and she gets, she gets freaked. Gross, so offended in that way. Okay. Right. She just like can't handle it because she's so upset over because that's they, they found the body mm-hmm. of Yuka oh, and Yaka okay. is the other one. I think. I feel like her brother says something really insensitive. That might be right. There's I, something. Yeah. There's a reason why she goes out there. Oh, it's and her boyfriend she's... too. Wait, what? Yeah, it's all it's it's all subplot of uh, subtext, and it's not very well. It's not 
communicated. Yeah, because I was confused about that too. I feel like you too. need to speak Swedish to get a lot of this. Like, there's. I feel like I always feel like when I watch this movie that I've got. Because like later in the hospital, they're talking like their brother and sister. I thought it was her boyfriend. I thought it was her boyfriend, but then their conversation in the hospital led me to believe it's her brother. Because I feel like there was Laka and there's Lyrka. That's also the problem. Oh, sorry. It's Laka and Yoka. Yoka is the one who, or Jock and Lack is how it looks. Wow. Jock is the one who died. Ya- Laka is the one who's her boyfriend who's See, in the hospital. See, this is also like, her. this is also like another, another reason that the B plot is just like. Very difficult because everybody looks the same. Yeah. Well, and also this movie would kind of stand on its own without it. Yes. Again. <laughs> we need we need people for her to kill, but that's it. Yeah. So she's alone and she gets attacked because she's gone off. Well, he's right behind her and he sees Ela jump onto her neck and yeah. attack her. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. She's yeah. she's vulnerable because she's like... 20 feet ahead. 20 feet ahead. Yeah. She gets attacked. Her boyfriend... I'm tired of saying Swedish names. Her boyfriend kicks Ela off. Virginia. That's her name. She's That's the only one who doesn't have an impossible to pronounce name. God. Virginia goes to the hospital, realizes that she's becoming a vampire. She tells her boyfriend that she doesn't want to live anymore. He's sitting outside in the waiting room. She tells the orderly, open the blinds. She bursts into flame. It's super dope. This was a cool part. Yes. (laughs) Back in the main plot, Oscar confronts Ela about being a vampire. There's one of my favorite shots in there where he motions Ela in, but does not uh, invite Ela in. Yes. And then she says, says, are you like poor? And I was like, bitch, rude. That is not something you say. You can like think it like, oh, yeah, he doesn't have nice things or whatever. But y'all live in the same complex. You can't be like motherfucking judging up in this bitch. But I I do want to talk about that later, too, because I think that's a very interesting line. But yeah, but judgy, judgy. Bitch, don't say that. When I went to a new high school in a richer part of town and people would go to my place and be like, Oh, like you don't have money. Got it. Got it. Oscar's like, oh, you kill people. And this is when you were talking. This is what you were talking about. Yeah. Oscar was all upset mm-hmm. about Ela killing people. And he was just like, you want to. I have to. Let's just join forces. Yeah. She's like, you are no different than I am. Don't be judgy, judgy. Yeah. Even though I was just judgy, judgy. Exactly. About a thing you can't control because you're 12 years old. Yes. <laughs> Laka, <laughs> the, the, the last of this group that's not the cat man of the B-plot group. <laughs> Uh, tracks Ela down, uh, breaks into the apartment, and finds Ela asleep in the bathtub. But Oscar, who was over there hiding, is like, hell no, and like pulls the knife out and threatens mm-hmm. him, which gives Ela the opportunity to kill him. Ela's like, yay, thank you. But it, it's very loud, and he, the dude's screaming, and Ela's like, nope, I gotta leave. Oscar goes back to his apartment. His mom yells at him, clearly because he's been out all night and she doesn't know where he is. Yeah. He was next door. Normal kid shit. Yeah. And then I always think that that's the end of the movie. It's a false ending. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar gets pranked again or like entrapped into going Thank God it's not the ending though because this ending is metal. Yeah. It's fantastic. (laughs) Oscar goes to his, his strength training courses, which include aqua aerobics with the gym teacher who looks like the science teacher from Stranger Things. Yeah. There's a fire that they start. He runs out. Oscar's there in the pool. Uh, and then Connie, I guess this is his brother, who's yeah, even worse his than older him. Brother. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Billy of this story. Pretty much, but not as hot in my opinion. <laughs> so Jimmy tries to drown Oscar. Blonde boy starts crying again. Yeah. He does and some then- like skeevy thing with him where he says like if you can hold your breath under there yeah if you can hold your breath for three minutes i'll just prick you if you don't i'll stab your eye out yeah so it's like some sort of like sneaky it's not like it's aggressive but he doesn't just like dunk him he does that whole like Mm -hmm. if you can do it i'll let you go i was also like go to the it's a big pool go to the middle of the pool Right. Mm-hmm. He's this not kid's gonna... not, he's not like you, he can't get you if you're in the pool. He's, he's yeah. not, what's he going to do? Stab you in a pool? No. Yeah. It's he like can't. what they say when bees are chasing you. Get underwater. Get, get underwater. Away, get get away. Middle. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But then as we watch Oscar underwater, slowly drowning, we see a body be dragged across the pool, <sighs> a severed head get dropped in there. And then Jimmy's arm just like, Still gripped into Oscar's hair, just, just come down fall. severed, and it's super dope. And there's so much blood, and Oscar's like, "What's going on?" And Ela has saved him, and the only one alive is the crying blonde boy. It's amazing. 
Like, I felt very wishy-washy about this movie. Up until the last scene, I was kind of yeah. bored because it is a very slow-moving movie. And, and as there are some, like, really pretty and cool shots, mm-hmm. the last scene, I was just like, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then the final scene is there. Uh, Oscar's on a train, and then we see him tapping uh, his Morse code on the box, which I learned this morning, uh, he taps out kiss. Yes. And Ela taps back to him the word puss, which apparently means small kiss in Swedish. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's let the right one in. Wow. We just did that in 25 minutes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we have thoughts. What thoughts you got? We always got thoughts. Like I, like I said a little bit in the plot, I really loved and I admire a lot of the cinematography in this. It's a very pretty movie, yes. It's very pretty, and I think it's really well done in that um, in that regard. But I don't, I just, I don't think that the plot with the whole B plot that really doesn't even need to be there, yes, wasn't very strong. I think, like, I mean, the only reason we have them is so that she has people to kill, and I think it could have just been like. It could have been randos. There was it could have no... been randos. I didn't really see the point of it, and we could have had maybe a uh, stronger, stronger movie if that if the B plot hadn't have been in there. But with that said, I think that like I mean that that last scene. There's a lot. Um, the scene where Hicken is uh, the first death that he fucks up is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah, those uh, those snowy woods and just like the imagery of like him. It's the white. It's the black. It's the it, yeah. yeah. It's I spooky. There's, there's also not a lot of mid distance shots in this. It's mostly wides and closes, uh, which I think is an interesting right. way to shoot a movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it sort of gets around. It helps you stay a little more engaged in a movie that is pretty fucking boring. Honestly, it's I, very slow. I like this movie. I do. I do too. It's... I just think that half of it doesn't need to be there, and it is a two-hour runtime, and like, there's time we could spend with other characters, with other things that I think would bring this movie a little tighter. And I'm sure, and I'm sure it works better on the page. Yes, right. I, I a B plot typically does work better on the page than it does. Yes, in, I would be interested to read screen. the book. Yeah, I, I should, and I, I, I probably will at some point when I run out of things to read, which is not anytime soon. But yeah, I mean, you said last night, we we rewatched this last night, and um, you said exactly what I was thinking, like, oh, now that I know what happens, yeah. I want this to go faster. Yeah, I'm, I was watching it, and I could just, like, sit there and go, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I don't know, and I, I like Hila as a character. Mm-hmm. Oscar, to be quite honest, is just not, he's not very likable. Doesn't do anything for me. He's not very likable. Yeah, Hila's a very interesting character. Um, Because I think we're maybe supposed to hate Hila. Yeah. Because she's the monster, quote unquote. Yes. But I don't know. I really like, she's my favorite character in this movie. She's dope. She kind of, she, she speaks, she speaks very plainly. She, she's just kind of like, yeah, this is my life now. Yeah. I have to go. I wonder what happened to her. How did she become a vampire? I, I want to know backstory. I do want to get to that in just a second. First, let's stay on cinematography for one minute. Okay. Uh, no, because I just want to talk about the cinematographer. I think he. This is a guy who whose work I really her. loved. Yeah. So he's done. Uh, he's worked with David O. Russell. He's worked with uh, Mikhail uh, Marsman for Call Girl, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of underrated. Um, yeah, he did her for Spike Jones. He won a lot of awards. <laughs> uh, he's worked with Chris Nolan on Interstellar, Sam Mendes on Spectre, Nolan again on Dunkirk, and just did uh, most recently Ad Astra and is doing, doing uh, Chris Nolan's next movie. I mean, he's, like I said, cinematography was beautiful. Yeah, he. this is a guy who's really done a lot of great work. Um, I haven't seen anything from before Let the Right One In, mm-hmm. um, but I have to imagine that, yeah, he's won the same Swedish award several times, which I think is like the Swedish Oscar or whatever, the Gudbaga. Cool. Um, it's from the Swedish Film Institute. Yeah. And won a Saturn Award for this movie, like, or somebody won a Saturn Award for this movie. Um, it was definitely, like, the, the technical aspects of this movie outside of the writing are fantastic. Agreed. The only other thing I want to talk about is the directing. Uh, so that gets us into sort of what you were just talking about, and, mm-hmm. like talking about Ela and the writing and everything like that. So some of this writing is very good. Yeah. I think the character of Ela is very well written, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I think that is because I think it's very, very interesting to explore vampires and modernity. Mm-hmm. It's a nice sort of switch from 
where we have seen vampires before. So, like, I've you know, right now I'm running a D&D campaign called Curse of Strahd. Mm-hmm. And the whole beginning of that, when it was um, Ravenloft or Ravenholm, Ravenloft, yeah, Ravenholm is Half-Life. The whole point of it is the guy who wrote it was at a D&D session with friends and they just found a random vampire in a random dungeon. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, 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 that's not where you belong. You belong in a lofty castle. Like, what vampires aren't just, like, some little brood monster. They are a big they like they are powerful they are Mm -hmm. grandiose they have all like they have just like they live forever yeah they would be able to accrue wealth and servants and things like that he doesn't belong this vampire doesn't belong in this tiny little cave yeah in the traditional sense and so i love that i'm I'm, I'm having Mm -hmm. i've got a lot of thoughts about vampires right now is what i'm trying to say (laughs) but what's really cool about putting a vampire in modernity and not in, you know, 18th century, 17th century, 19th century, all that that sort of 300-year era where we mm-hmm. usually see them, mm-hmm. is that they're not able to exist the same way they were. So mm-hmm. Anne Rice did this with an interview with a vampire a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of it. But, like, yeah, I've never loved – I didn't love that movie. I know a lot of people do. I just can't. I don't like Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's that's fair. And the I'm Scientology not, and the slavery the and the yada yada yada. But it's it's an okay movie, but it is again, it's overlong. It doesn't get into everything that it could. And but it does serve as a nice template to give us some other ones. So there's Twilight. Yeah. Also not great. Just again, it suffers from the writing. Mm-hmm. Uh the source material, yada yada yada. I don't have any issues with people liking Twilight. I just think it's kind of it's it's just not it doesn't achieve what it could do mm-hmm. and it kind of fails to get at the interesting parts of vampires it tries to but it fails to right then there's this movie this movie's very very interesting about how vampires work in modernity mm-hmm. so there's a couple things i want to talk about with this one Ely gives me full-on marcelina vampire queen vibes totally like little baby Give right in between base. the two ages that we see her right because we see her in her 20s but her thousands but her 20s and we see her as a six-year-old this is yeah this is Ela. this is in between yes give her some bass lessons Let's right get this going Marceline. absolutely yes Marceline. Ela, the vampire queen as a like swedish metal bassist yeah so into it god she... marceline is mitski Ela is like kim deal but like <laughs> yeah hardcore i like it i like it a lot <laughs> The second thing I like about putting a vampire in modernity, so there's a lot of ethnic stereotypes that go into the classic vampire. Correct. I remember I was taking a course on gothic lit in mm-hmm. college, uh, and I was one of 12 Jews mm-hmm. on campus mm-hmm. and the only one in this class. So I was the only one who noticed in the classic Bela Lugosi Dracula that his necklace was a six-pointed star. Oh, and my teach, I I asked my professors like so not and not, this is you know I'm 19 years old I don't know much about the deep lit like she's studied this this, this yeah. is her spe- area of specialty and I was like so I know that there I know surface level that there have been I know that there have been criticisms of classic vampire uh, vampire based lore because it seems to pull on Jewish stereotypes. Okay. And she said, nah. And I was like, but the, he's literally wearing a Star of David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like when you get into the whole like blood sucking and secret cabal of powerful people sort of thing, it just right. keeps landing. Um, the other ethnic group that consistently gets lumped in uh, to the vampire myth is Romani. That's what I was going to bring up. Yes. Yeah, so they both, yeah. it's, it's, I would imagine an amalgamation of the two mm-hmm. because it is based in Eastern Europe. Bram Stoker is the one who invented what we call the classic vampire now, mm-hmm. uh, setting it in Eastern Europe at that time when I he to wrote. Suck it. Your blood. Yeah, that and at shit. the time that he did, yeah, exactly. When yeah. He, when he was writing it, it was very much coming. It very much came across as, and still today, very much even more so comes across as a myth about, uh, a, a, like a combined myth about Jews and Romani. Interesting. That's just not something that has come up. I, to to be quite honest, I have not spent a lot of time. Um, with vampires, sure. <laughs> I, um, no, I, I, I've seen what we do in the shadows, and I've yeah. seen like a couple of movies, like you know, yeah. like this. And but I, unlike witches, where I maybe it's because it, it's all about the mistreatment of women, yes. and yours is the mistreatment of 
cues yes. that kind of explains it is that I was fascinated with witches because mm-hmm. it is all about the mistreatment of women since the dawn of time. And yeah. this is the kind of, you know, the same thing. Yeah happening to you yeah so what's really so what's cool about this story is, is the the lore that it suggests right yeah um and I'm, i want to get to what we do in the shadows as well because that's a very another really interesting piece of this so Ela is played by lena lee anderson uh who is an iranian swedish woman yes uh so i was like oh and i like i i told you last night i was like looking at i was looking at it, i was like you look like a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Which then, you're, you're not wrong. She, she doesn't yeah. look like she could He looks like several distant, of my cousins. Distantly related to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the eyebrows are always, a, a, for us, it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Gorgeous eyebrows. Thank you. Yeah. Um, saying. <laughs> but f- I really thought that that brought in some interesting things. So if classic vampires are uh, like the the, moder- the modern yeah like modern capital m like the modern era industrial era vampire yes. or pre just pre-industrial era vampire is the secret spooky lives in a high castle jew or romani like the bloodsucker in that way yeah the modern day one is us in exile mm. mm-hmm. so Right, like it, it's this whole like, oh, okay, you had a powerful kingdom and then you were taken down, and now you have to live in secret, or like you have to be like you have to live on the fringes of society a little bit more. Right, <clears throat> and I think that this doesn't just. I think this. I'm, I don't. I want to be clear. This doesn't just go for uh, those two ethnic groups. I think you can use it. Yeah. To do more. Totally. Um, I think it's part of the one of the reasons I don't like Twilight because they are all very very white. Yeah. Um, and I think it's more interesting to have vampires who are not white. So Lena Lee Anderson mm-hmm. um, being stuck as a twelve-year-old in a twelve-year-old feminine pre- female presenting body. Yeah, she's Iranian. That's all a very interesting. I'm, I'm trying to get this point across, and it's yeah, not, no, I'm not my, it. my brain's not letting it land. But uh, so what we do in the shadows is also very interesting. Taika Waititi is love. A, a nothing but absolute love for this man. Adore. He's Maori and Jewish, mm-hmm. or Maori mm-hmm. and Jewish. Jermaine Clement, mm-hmm. also half Maori. Mm-hmm. This is two mixed men yeah. and uh, marginalized men mm-hmm. in New Zealand making a film about vampires living in New Zealand. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy there, but it's it is my in my opinion it's the best version of this mm-hmm. that we've gotten so far because it also does touch on the let the right one in situation with the two. Uh, young girls who talk about that's right. they are always it sucks that they got bitten so young but they always have a fresh source because there's always pedophiles it's yeah. a very dark joke but it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah it, ex- it lets you just explore that thought really well yeah without having to do much well and then you also get like on the other side of that it's a very dark joke you always get on the other side of that like don't be a fucking creep you yes one of this little girl's a vampire yeah like you know you get the vindication of like that bitch is dead now. He did wrong and he's dead. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. Very dark, but yes. you know, at least you get some sort of vindication in there. <laughs> but yeah. So I just, I don't know. I find it interesting to like talk. I, there's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. No, with you, you know, I love like a good, even if it's hidden or if we're, yeah. you know, like whatever, a good allegory mm-hmm. for, you know. So what I'm saying is people write better vampire stories that are set in modernity and explore these themes. Thinking about that now makes me a lot more interested in vampires. I mean, I've always thought they're yeah. cool, and I love um, what we do in the shadows. And so good. I think I'm. I, I think this is inspiring me to kind of research a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's something that's definitely vampires were so annoying and shitty for a long time. Like I grew up watching Christopher Lee and Raul Julia as we've kind of made a Dracula. joke of them. But yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, the, both of them were of very them. very campy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for it to be brought back down in Let the Right One In and me be made serious in an interesting way is mm-hmm. good. It's not great. Like, True Blood was still very campy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twilight is not campy because it's too timid and, like... There was a very specific target audience for yes. that, and they really went for it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it, I, there's t- I think there's a time for vampires... I think there's space for vampires to be interesting again. We just have to do it well. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to see more of that, and maybe a very outright allegorical film. Yes, about that. One that I do want to watch is um, Perpetual Bad Haircut. Haver Josh Hartnett. Yes, was in oh my uh, God. Thirty Days of Night. Okay, which is supposed to be really good. 
Um, I haven't seen that. It's supposed to be a very interesting take on vampires, but it's it's again it's it's set in Alaska. It's not set in a place that's like a major area. Stockholm's a huge place. Right. Uh, Wellington's a huge place. Like these are large major cities. Setting it in Alaska is like uh, I get it. It makes sense for vampires to go to the cold and be in these deep dark places. That's why it makes sense for Ila to be in Stockholm because totally. it's night for half the year. I assume it uh, seems that way. But. I mean, I guess zombies have similar struggles and because they've, I mean, they have particular dietary needs mm-hmm. and and they are also decaying, but not real. They are, but yeah. they aren't. Um, I mean, I watched that show on the CW about zombies that I actually was really fun. Which one um, was that? iZombie? Yes. That did look cute. It was actually... I had a roommate who watched that. After a while, the plot just was the same over and over and over again. But I got the idea, yeah. But it was was cute. It was based on a a graphic novel series or comic book series. Yes, absolutely. And that's kind of how... That's the aesthetics of the show. They start with like a comic. It's kind of... Yeah. I should try a little harder to watch that. Or at least read the books. It's cool. But I, I kind of... I noticed that like zombies have similar struggles where they also have been made into like caricatures of themselves. Yeah. And um and they again yeah they they in modernity they're mm-hmm. having to hide or having to sneak around and yeah. somehow get brains like you know I'm, I'm going yeah. I'm going off topic well but. there's a that so there was an interesting movie it wasn't amazing but it it was I liked it that came out a few a few years after this it was called um, Warm Bodies oh I've heard of that yeah it was mm-hmm. solid um it's a uh, uh, Oh, what's his face that I really like? Uh, who was ugly child became hot adult? Nicholas Holt, because <laughs> he was in About a Boy. Yeah, and then he's now like in everything. But um, I know him mostly from X Men as playing Beast. Right. He was in this movie with uh, I forgot her name, um, but it's a it's a zombie rom com. Yeah. And but I think so. I'm gonna contrast. I, I, we don't need to get too deep into this because it's taking us a little off topic. But there is something that I want to get to with it. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting way of showing zombies in modernity because it was. It's always you know just like just in the future mm-hmm. because obviously we remember if a zombie apocalypse happened. Yeah. Uh, but it's just in the future, um, and so like compared to say like Zombie Land, which mm-hmm. I think is not a zombie movie. It's a it, comedy movie yeah. in a zombie setting. Yes. Warm Bodies does still get the horror across. Like, mm-hmm. there, it is horrifying because you get some good first-person perspective, like mm-hmm. some POV shots from Nicholas Holt. And, like, the whole premise is that he eats... When he eats pieces of people and, like, when any of the zombies eat pieces of people, mm-hmm. they can, like, the particular parts of their brain especially, they can regain Mm-hmm. Those persons, that person's memories, and their own humanity. Well, that's that's the whole premise of I Zombie is that that's how she solves mysteries. Okay, she that's eats right. The dead yeah. person. That's why um, it brain that. and it gives. She her, gets yeah. visions of how they died right. and who did it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a similar idea then. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it, it at least explores the problem in an interesting way, and I think they're both mm-hmm. doing the same thing. But that's fine. That you know, that's the the something about parallels uh, that that happens a lot. Yeah. One interesting thing, maybe it's interesting, maybe it's not. Um, Jack O'Brien, formerly of Cracked and now of the Daily Zeitgeist and Air Radio, he brings up on his podcast a lot, uh, probably every other month <laughs> uh, or whenever he gets a chance to. Vampire movies are typically made when uh, more left-wing politicians control the government. And oh. zombie movies are typically made when conservatives run the government. Interesting. Yeah. So the idea being the sort of broad spectrum idea being that zombies represent conservative. Like you make movies against power, right? Art yes. speaks truth to power is the is hopefully what happens. Yes. Um, so zombies is all about blind consumerism mm-hmm. and the drudgery and the like the unthinking masses. Mm-hmm. Whereas vampire movies are about vampire movies are typically thought of, especially this is and I would say specifically for America and kind of the UK is how this, yeah. these two work because that's a bit of a shared vibe. And I don't know if Canadians make movies, so vampire movies tend to be made when more left wing groups control the government because it's the the sort of speaking truth to power here the idea is that it's the again it's back to the blood sucking thing like oh you're just taking all of the money and yep. you're sucking it out of the people and you're running sucking us dry and there's a lot of stuff that has to do with immigrants that goes into that and things like that because um apparently having compassion is a, and letting people into a country and not thinking that borders are super important is a bad thing um yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I think it's that interesting. that's interesting. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all, but it's 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 cool to hear it articulated that way. Yeah, and I think that there's a better, deeper analysis to that. But that's sort of the broad. That's 
the sort of widely accepted truth about that. Right, and that's a conversation for another day. So yeah. Take uh, us forever. Well, it's but. interesting, yeah, because we're, we're getting Zombieland 2 now that Trump's in office, and it's been 10 years, which is how long ago we had, like, the first one came out right after, but was filmed during uh, the last years of Bush. It's really cool to think about. Yeah. Um, I also, I th- so I, I guess also talking about vampires or... Or zombies, or anybody, anybody with rotting flesh. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Like the one of the first scenes when he like first meets her, he tells her she smells bad. Yes, it was <laughs> cute. Yeah, it was kind of cute. It was it was one of those it's like a nice awkward. Note. Yeah, well, it was just like one of those awkward like a twelve year old could say that to another twelve year old who they also even kind of think like oh she's cute, but like she smells bad. Like kids are just so honest yeah. in that way <laughs> that. I'm not surprised that that happened. No. And it's just kind of funny that it's because she's dead. Yes. <laughs> and undead. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And dead, that's undead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But I guess that also segues us into the weirdness that is preteens in like a love story on film. Yeah. Um, I so always feel very uncomfortable. I do with too. It. And I don't know that I should. And, I, and I'm, I'm very open it's to all, this. No, it's all fine. It's just sometimes I'm like, even in like Stranger Things, when the kids kiss, I'm yeah. like, no, well, it shouldn't and... be. It's fine. It's normal. But... Yeah. So there's the way this ties in with the vampire theme is really interesting. I think back to interview. Uh, Kirsten Dunst plays a similarly aged vampire to Hila mm-hmm. in this. Like she's not. I think she's a little bit younger, but not by a lot. Right. And that's a very interesting thing of like stunting sexual growth in a way. Mm-hmm. She's stuck. So Hila's stuck at twelve ish. Which she says, I, I, 12 more or less is what she says. Yeah. Or what Hila says. So, But she may be like a thousand. Yeah. Who knows? Stunting sexual growth. I never thought. Yeah. Well, because it's very explicit because when we find out exactly what Hila means when they say, I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. When Oscar spies on Hila changing into his mother's uh, dress, Hila mm-hmm. is stitched up in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no genitalia yeah which would suggest that Hila is castrati ah was born with was born as male uh-huh uh and had parts removed uh they had a, had a penis removed right because thousands of years ago well and who knows and that's the thing it's like okay was it in italy was Hila part of a the castrati choir right that they would have for the, the young boys where they would cut their at least their testicles off to have to maintain the high voices who knows Right, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. want her backstory. So, so let's get rid of the B plot and uh, put that story right. in because that's so the... much more interesting. Oh my god, I would like... kill for it just to be like interstitial with like her backstory. I'm yes. so that's a fascinated. better B plot is seeing Ela. She has seen a thousand so years much ago shit. and today. Oh man, I'm because that's so one of the upset. things that that's one of the things that what we do in the shadows does very well is intercut mm-hmm. their backstories in. Oh, we gotta watch that movie. Soon. Again, it's so good. I, I used to fall it. asleep to it every night. I've seen that movie over 20 times. I want to watch it again. It's so good. It's funny. And oh, we got to watch the new show too. Yes. It's finally all on Hulu. Uh, anyway, so I think it's very interesting to see this um, literally and uh, metaphorically sexually stunted child, right? And it goes back to, the, to what we do in the shadows. We see the two young girls mm-hmm. who prey on pedophiles. They were bitten very young and they even say it explicitly in the line uh, in the line in the movie. It's unfortunate to be bitten so young you'll never grow up and things like that and that's very sad oh yeah because that's I, awful you want to hear my uh my headcanon about this movie yeah Hicken was the was oscar before like symbolically like he was okay. a young boy who fell in love with Ila and then grew older oh i love that so oscar will be Hicken in 40 years i love that because i said earlier i was like where did this guy come from i think that's how i and it Love makes Ela so much more terrifying because Ela's not 12. No. Ela is ancient. Yeah. At least hundreds of years old. Y'all, vampires are so fucking cool. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> first ones to ever think that. <laughs> That's why no one makes movies or any sort of media about them. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. We dumb. So, yeah. Uh, no, I'm having a whole a whole big ass epiphany about vampires. It's a really really interesting thing. To I make never movies about. People just them. suck at it. People just are not generally not good at vampires. They want to focus oh, on the wrong man. things. The interesting thing would be to talk about this sexual stunting. So, oh, that's so cool. We were kind of talking off mic last night about preteens and sex in movies. Yeah, um, it's 
tough. And children and sex in movies. And you yeah. mentioned it with Stranger Things. It's tough because though we should not be afraid of expressing and giving giving children yeah. a way to understand that. No, that's so true. A healthy way. Like you and I would have had American Pie. Well, we and all that know 70s the, show. We like, all know the best sex ed happens outside of school. Right. It's usually the only well, sex ed. Well, because we have no sex ed. In that's insane. Like <laughs> the only sex ed happens outside of school, so that it's really the media. Yeah. And yeah, if we have We grew up with trash sex ed. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a lot of great shows now, Big Mouth, Sexual Sex ed, literally uh the one called Sex Education, Big yeah. Mouth. Um um Those are fantastic. But we had what like after school specials? Yeah, and American Pie and like sex rom coms. Yes, from or like teen movies. Yes. Uh, so I think it's very good. I think it would be good to provide something that is it doesn't have to be explicit. I'm not. No. I'm d- d- can, dear God, I'm not saying that. It can always just be like about your first kiss or like you know. Yeah. It, the closest we had was My Girl. Yeah. And that did not end well. So As, <laughs> poor yeah. Macaulay Culkin gets stung to death. Movie so sad. Yes. Um, yeah. No. So I. I mean, I support it, but I do. I do just think that like there's I, I a think, Nick factor. Well, yeah. I think it kind of brings us back to like, oh, I was that age once, and it's not. It, it, you have to go through it. Yeah. To get through it, but it's not your prime. It shouldn't be your prime. It's not. It's fun at the time, but yes. you look back and you're like, oh, that was my first kiss. Yeah. Oh, that how that was awkward. That was my first date. It was chaperoned. Oof. Like you know what I mean. Yes. Like it's yeah, just one you. of those things. I and I think that's the only reason that it really makes me cringe because it just puts me back there when I just felt so mm-hmm. out of my body and so insecure about everything. Yeah. And it just I that is a place that I would never wish to go back to. <laughs> well, and here's the other side of it is the production side. So I, this is where I'm thinking about it from. This is where I was thinking about it last night when I, mm-hmm. in my notes and everything. I don't want to be the director or writer who makes those scenes. Yeah. If you've noticed, I make a lot of my characters queer. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to deal with this. Because I do write about teenagers. Like I do write like coming of age stories. Mm-hmm. But I make at least one of my characters queer so that this doesn't become an issue. So I don't have to write about it. So I can still deal with their sexuality in a way and say like, hey, here's this thing. But I don't have to be explicit about it. Yes. Um, I don't I totally want. I don't want to write that. kisses between children. It it does come off a little weird. And like the scene where either gets uh, takes off their sweater and crawls in bed with Oscar, mm-hmm. and they're both clearly like you know it's a, it's the shoulders up shot. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, a statue bust. Yeah. Shot. But it's not. It. I just. I don't want to be the person who writes or directs that scene. I think it's important to exist, and I'm not saying that we should like get past child labor laws and have children to write and direct these scenes. Because I also don't think they'll be good. Yeah. But like, it's tough because I'm like, yeah, it should exist, but I don't want to create it, and yeah, I would no, be suspicious I... of anybody who did. Yeah. No, that's that's precisely right. I I think I agree with you there. Yeah. I would not. I would not want to direct or write that. Yeah. So it's it's tough. Uh, but yeah. it's 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 you know. At least it makes you think about things again. And that's, again, I think that's why it's so interesting to have not just vampires in modernity, but young vampires. Like, literally, un- like, but yeah. will be stuck forever as children. I think, I mean, that is so interesting. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be thinking about this all day now. Like, yeah. what her backstory could be. That's and where I, the cool, that's I think the cool it's very part interesting, of this. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it makes you see Ela as much more manipulative and yes, terrifying. That's, well, no, it that's... makes Ela that much more terrifying. <sighs> Man, that's Even great. Even learning the last line that she taps, or that Ela taps, mm-hmm. is little kiss. Yeah. In response to Oscar's kiss. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's you are going to keep that boy at arm's length. I will say, I don't think that this movie, I'm not say, sure if it's final, transphobic, final but I, it's definitely not homophobic. I do appreciate that Oscar's like, Ela says, I'm not a girl. And Oscar's like, okay. Yeah. So even though I can't stand Oscar, uh, by icon. Yeah. Nothing. No red flags were raised as far as that goes for me. Yeah. I'm a little. I, I'm not qualified um, to speak on the transphobia of no, it, and I'm, I'm not sure. And I, I wrote in my notes. I'm like, I just don't know. It doesn't seem to be other than that. Ela is a a villain-ish. This is also translated from, from Swedish. Swedish. Yes. So that also adds a layer of I really. Yeah. I, there's an obfuscation there that I'm not able yeah. to cast. I really just don't know. Um, yeah. It it may or may not be, but it also, I don't know. Nothing raised like a giant red flag yeah. of that to me, right. especially since it is translated from Swedish. Yes. But I, again, not qualified to speak for yeah. anyone. 
but my my but, own self. That's true. The last thing I wanted to touch on, mm-hmm. uh, again, in unnecessary B plot land, and I'm sure it is just because of adaptation. It's it's uh, issues of adaptation. Yeah. Which I would love to talk about at length about how, you know, adaptation should get the spirit of the story across, not the literal story across. Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim is a great example. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright's, who, who, who he, he did write that with Brian the O'Malley and the books weren't done and yada, yada, yada. But getting the spirit of the story across as opposed to the literal story is such an important thing in adaptation. And I think that that's why we get all this bad B plot and the C plot with his dad. Yeah. So, so there's so that pointless. second scene. Yeah. Where that very creepy, heavyset man comes over. Yes. Also, his dad looks like Nikolai Coster Waldau. I could have sworn <laughs> we were going to get another Game of Thrones actor on this podcast, but uh, no, it's man. not him. But there's that second scene where the he, all, all I'm getting is creepy vibes, right? Totally. And he's sitting there, and Oscar is like putting his hand over his face and like and aggressively not looking at his dad's friend who comes over. That scene was just so distracting from the whole movie. It is, for me. and I, it must have been something that was in the book. Yeah. And I'm sure it's better explored there. But was Oscar being sexually abused or is his dad an alcoholic? Because that's the only two <sighs> things I can think of from that scene. Yeah. And neither of them explains anything in the movie. There's clearly with Oscar. And both are there's, really uncomfortable. There's clearly some trauma. Yes. That is not explained. It's um, telegraphed, but it's not explained. Yes. Explicitly. It's not explained at all. So maybe... Like, yeah. y- your guess is as good as anyone else's. Maybe, this is something I didn't pick up on the first time. I think maybe I it's explored in the... I mean, I'm sure it's explored in the book, but I think that Oscar presents evidence that he, there is some sort of trauma there that's beyond the bullying at school. Right. So I think that there is something going on with his family life, but again, we don't... I mean, his don't, parents are divorced. That's all we know. Yeah, but again, we don't really... We don't, we don't really see that. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? We got to wrap this puppy up. Yeah, we do. That's pretty much it. I think this is a solid movie. Um, mm-hmm. It is, de- yeah, it's definitely over long. It definitely has adaptation issues. It's slow. It's, yeah. yeah, it's slow. And I love a slow movie. You know how much I right. love a slow movie. But this movie is just slow in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Um, but beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I would love to see more of Lena Lee Anderson. I think she, she did a fantastic job as Hila. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know she was in like I was looking up her last night, so she's only been in two other things, and it was six years ago. I know she's been in school and everything like that. Cause she's like she's four or five. Actually, twelve. Around. She's not. Yeah, yeah. She's like four or five. <laughs> she's years not a vampire, around. guys. Yeah. So she's not just going to be this adorable child actress her whole life. Right, but she did a great uh-huh. job, and she had said that she wants to continue acting. And uh, you know, hit me up. I'll do something. Yeah. I've got. Well, I don't have time, but I can make time. Yeah. <laughs> she's incredibly talented. So the takeaway from this, guys: Watch vampires. It fucking rule vampires do fucking rule write better stories i'll help all right um i think that's it for today if you're not following us on instagram and twitter get to it um all the prime content is going to be on there on instagram we are at horror babes podcast and on twitter we are at horror babes pod we also have a website where you can find us that is horrorbabespodcast.com And you can listen to our episodes on the website, on SoundCloud, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. I'm still working on Stitcher. But that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye, babes. Bye, babes. (laughs)